Hi, welcome to the Av Church Podcast, where we talk about faith and real-life issues. We hope this challenges you to think a little bit deeper and encourages you on your journey through life. We're happy you joined us today. Now let's get talking. Hi, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. We have Jake Tracy with us. Yo. We have Raina Tracy with us. Hello. And we got Jared Reyes. What's cracking? What's cracking? So uh, today uh, we're centered around the theme of Blessed Are the Peacemakers. And I think it's something that's important right now. And just because I think a lot of Christians in general are kind of wondering, like, how do we move forward? How do we, where do we go from here? What should we be saying? What shouldn't we be saying? And uh, just our kind of theme for the past couple of weeks, I feel like, has been, hey, let's focus on Jesus and see what he has to say more than anything what we got to say. And um, something clearly in the Bible, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons and daughters of God. So we're going to go ahead and move forward in that. Sound good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the first question I have is, uh, how do we strive for peace? What does that mean? What does that look like in our lives, in your your work, in communities, in social media, whatever it is, like, what does that look like? What does that mean? All right, I guess I'll go. Well, (laughs) I was thinking about this in the car, and I was thinking it's, in my opinion, it's like a case-by-case, scenario-by-scenario thing, and here's what I mean. I think... I think if you're talking in the context of maybe family or relationships like your friends or whatever, like, you know, anything that's like there's a relationship established, well, I think then it comes with like humility. It comes like in forgiveness and it comes in, you know, ownership and responsibility. And what I mean by responsibility is owning yourself and being accountable for yourself, right? Because essentially where chaos and strife comes in is typically is the you're right, I'm wrong, or I'm right, you're wrong, right? It's usually going to come into that space and they're trying to solve that and there needs to be peace there. Mm -hmm. So an example was like at work a while back, I took like a a longer lunch. I didn't mean to, but I took like a longer lunch and my boss has pulled pulled us uh, aside and we're like, dude, this is like unacceptable. What are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, they're giving it to us. And I was just like, yeah, that was completely unacceptable conversation ended pretty much right there you know uh-huh. <laughs> uh and so it's just one of those things of like you can take responsibility for yourself and be humble i don't know to me that's like one of the main and biggest ways you can just bring peace to a scenario or a situation you know mm-hmm. all that to say it's like it's a case-by-case thing in my opinion mm-hmm. like in how you interact with like families and or a friend or a boss or something right yeah 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 i have more but somebody else add on to that no i think what you said about being humble is very important and humility starts like humbling yourself before god right and you can't humble yourself before god if you can't humble yourselves to people in front of you you know mm-hmm. i shared it this past sunday it was like um it says don't think of yourselves more highly than others and i think that's so important because one might hear that and think like well this other person's dumb like why do i gotta humble myself before them and the point that I was making was it's uh, it's easy to to not do that, right? To, right? to not humble yourselves before others. But right. um, in order to humble yourselves before God, like how, how can you do that if you can't even humble yourself to somebody who's like right in front of you? Somebody who you can see, who you could touch, who's, who's right here. And God works in the unseen in the spirit. So it's like, how do you think you're going to humble yourselves before God if you can't humble yourselves before others? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Raina. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> well, I the first thing that came to my mind was like before you can strive to have peace, it's like understanding where our peace comes from, mm-hmm. which is obviously Jesus. And um, I think so many times we get we look for peace in like situations or in like family members or friends. Um, like financial stability. Mm -hmm. So all these different situations that need peace, yes, in a different way, like Jake said. But I think first, just understanding and reminding yourself every day that where do I get my peace Mm -hmm. from Jesus? Mm -hmm. And that goes for every situation because situations are so different where you need different kinds of peace, I guess. Uh Um, So just important to remember who it comes from. Mm-hmm. And where you get it from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely knowing where it comes from. And I think the big thing for me as far as like 
to be a peacemaker or what it means being a peacemaker is definitely learning to accept when you're wrong. And that kind of ties in, like you said, humility, being humble, knowing that you don't have to win every conversation. Every conversation isn't a, um, I'm right, you're right. It doesn't have to be like that. It's a, be able to, it's agree to disagree. And I think that's especially important in this uh, day and age. We need to be able to say, hey, I don't agree with the point of view or stance or what you're saying. However, it's okay. I love you. And mm-hmm. that's it. But if you want to fight and bicker over every single point, um, you're not going to find peace in there. You're going you're gonna to start causing issues or there's going to be dissent uh, amongst people because we have to try to constantly one-up each other and figure out who's right. Yeah, dude, my, my pops shared this with me uh, earlier today or yesterday. I don't remember. It was so important. I'm going to use you two in, as an example because he, he brought it to like marriage. And he said, uh, say down the road, you know, somebody will say, Jake, God forbid, and this isn't going to happen, but he's like, they're, they're in counseling I'm and it's scared. like, they're heading towards divorce, right? Yep. This is where it's going. <laughs> Reina yep. bringing it all out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How did you know? <laughs> is this a counseling episode? <laughs> I'm quiet. <laughs> I won't go on record as saying anything. Oh. Ah. Ah, smart. Ah. <laughs> but anyways, um... <laughs> He said, say a couple, we'll use you, like I said, you're heading towards a divorce and say I'm the counselor or whatever. And I'm talking and I talked to Jake. It's like, so what happened? He's like, oh, I didn't know I was marrying like an evil person. And then I talked to Rain. It's like, oh, what happened? And she know. Like, I, don't, I don't think I didn't know I was marrying like the Antichrist, like the worst person ever. You know, <laughs> should have known. <laughs> but he brought in and said this. Is, and so say I come back to, to Jake and I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? Like when he says, like, I didn't know I was marrying a witch. And and I say uh, <laughs> and I say, hey, but you've been real busy and you've kind of been neglecting Rain. I, I see that. And somebody who's in the mindset of you can't find peace or there's no like jared said it's like we got to one up we got to one up if you're in that mindset jake would turn back at me and say what are you not for me like you don't believe me like Mm -hmm. you're not for me because i see one facet of his life where i'm like hey this could be a lot better but that one facet turns into hey you're not for me because Mm -hmm. of this one thing that i don't agree Mm -hmm. with you on you know and and our culture my pops was saying is like that today where we take one thing, whatever it may be, and we put that into somebody. Say, Raina likes peas and I don't like peas. I'm going to say, hey, you're not for me because you like peas and I don't like peas, you know? And it's mm-hmm. as simple as that, but you take that into just kind of issues that we have today and in relationships and in, in uh, friendships and all those things. And the one disagreement you have amplifies compared mm-hmm. to the 150 other things you get along with mm-hmm. you know but it turns into you take that one thing and say you're not for me like and i think that's a big problem with our society today well i mean what that is is just insecurity mm-hmm. it's an and we it's so true we live in such an insecure society where like i think about sometimes and dare i say or get political i'm not going to but i might like when i see these riots and stuff right i'm like what do you do like for work like, if this wasn't what you were doing, what, what else would you be doing? And I think people cling so tight to, like, right now, I'm saying this especially because it's relevant, but they're so tight to, like, the politics of things, the this, the that, to where you challenge even just, like, a part of it, you've challenged who they are. And it's like, no, like, you know, it's just, that's so not, what's the word, um, secure or it's not... I don't know, like long-term, it's not sustainable is maybe the word. It's not sustainable for a life mm-hmm. to put everything into these baskets to where if something gets challenged, well, now you've challenged me mm-hmm. personally. And it's mm-hmm. like, that was not my intention or anything. To say that I disagree with you on this does not mean I hate you, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not the case at all. And it comes from insecurity where mm-hmm. you tell me, hey, I see this going on in your life. And I go, okay, maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm okay being wrong with certain yeah. things, right? And Ultimately, we all just want to be better. That's mm-hmm. the idea is that we're always continually progressing in life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's insecurity. Why do you dude. think it's so hard to be wrong, dude? Like even in friendships. I think in like the case that Jake was saying is like it ties directly into our culture. We're all about identity. And I think that's the hard part. Like you can't say same thing like your example you're saying, Dylan. Oh, I like peas and Harina doesn't. She hates me because you're 
You're a pea eater. That's who you are. <laughs> and, like, that's it. We take the most minute things and we make them You're us. You're a pea eater. Or, yeah, it's like, or if I'm like, oh, yeah, man, Gatorade's great. And Jake's like, no, I kind of like Powerade. Or I'm like, you suck because I'm a Gatorade boy. That's what I do. I drink Gatorade. That's it. We, we make it a part of us. But at the end of the day, it's not who we are. Or some people, I would say, especially um, from my perspective in my profession, people... That's who they are. That that job that they do, that's all they are. And that and that's it. But they can't separate the work from their personality. Like they have no personality because that's all they do. Whenever I talk to somebody about some of this stuff, I always go, Okay, because again, it's relevant, but I'm like, okay, let's say Trump gets elected. Guess what you're gonna do on Monday? You're gonna go to work, you're gonna come home, probably watch Netflix, you're gonna go to sleep. Let's say uh, Joe Biden or whoever it is gets elected. Guess what I'm going to do or you're going to do? Complain on Facebook. No, you're going to go to work the next day. You're a dummy. <laughs> you're going to watch Netflix <laughs> and you're going to go home. And you're like some most of it is so irrelevant to our actual day to day lives. Right. But we put everything we have into it. All of our passion, not our, but I'm just saying you're seeing more and more of people's passion. And I was there for a minute, but like so much passion to something that yeah, I guess it does matter, but does it, <laughs> you know, like daily, does it like, is it going to affect how I raise my child? Probably not. I like still how have much control does it over affect that. Your, your personal life. Yeah. Like individually. You know, you. To where you say this person is the worst politician. This person's the worst politician. This sucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I see a lot of people making the government like their God. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's this false idol. Yeah. Is what it is. And you got people defending either side to like the death. And it's like, is this really what I want to be fighting for right now? Or do I want to fight like nope. what's happening within my friendships, within my community, within what's happening in my backyard, you know? I when, know we've talked a little bit about that already, but. When we get to heaven, God is going to look at us and say, did you fight for Donald Trump? And if you say no, you're going to be in a lake of fire. Clearly that's not true, right? But we put so much passion into it to where we feel like that's going to be the case. And I don't think God is that worried about where you're voting. Unfortunately, I don't think he is. You know? Yeah. All I'm trying to say is that too much passion becomes your identity. And mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're obviously, it's like not in flesh and blood. And we're putting so much, it's like you said, so many eggs into this basket that when we get up to heaven, God's not going to ask about this or that. He's like, what did you do? Like, what did you do to better the people around you? You know? Who gave you that illustration? I forgot. Was it Mitchell? Which one? Amador about... Yeah, but it was different. But it uh -huh. was the same idea. Uh -huh. It was the idea is that you don't have to answer for anybody else. You answer for yourself. Yeah. But yeah. Bringing back Mitchell again? <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell's a straight up guy, dude. <laughs> And so I think during this time, it's like, how do we be uh, better mediators while not veering from the truth of God? Because I think that's something where I can struggle with, where we want to, of course, strive to, for peace, you know, uh, in individuals, not stir, stir up discord within your community or your family. And so how do we do that? You know, it, like what are practical ways to do that? Because it's, it's enough to talk about it, right? But how do we become people who live that out and maybe set examples for um, the world around us. I would say constantly pointing everything back to the truth, constantly pointing everything back to Jesus, who he is, um, what his word says, that's going to be, that's going to be the only way to do it. Because if we speak from our own knowledge, obviously people will take it and they'll, it'll be relatable because they'll kind of understand like, Oh, you know, Dylan does this, Jake does this, Raina does this. Um, and they'll see, you know, maybe if you have that kind of friendship where you have such a close friendship, they go, oh, wow, I really admire how this person does it. I need to be more like that or I like how they do things. But I would say at the end of the day, it's we have to point them back to the only one true wisdom, the only one truth, because if we're going to do it on our own, it's just going to be really bad. We're going to make things worse. Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to be able to solve that dissent. Um, we need to be able to bring the only peace, the real peace, Jesus, <laughs> into the conversation and yeah that's gonna that's gonna be a big role in it if we try to do it from our own humanly wisdom it's not gonna really get too far yeah and so even i would say you guys probably have no know, know more about this 
probably than me and Jared because you guys are married. You guys live in a world where you have your own mind, you have your own mind. And sometimes there comes things, I'm sure, in between you that you're like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> like, wh- why are you doing this? You are the weirdest person I know. <laughs> and so, like, I, peace comes from, like, putting yourself aside, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Raina, I, tell me about it. I think that the important part is, like, how you said earlier, remaining humble mm-hmm. and knowing that you're not better than that other person. Mm-hmm. Um, going into a conversation, I think it's important to, if it's your spouse or anybody who you guys disagree on something, going into the conversation, like, knowing, okay, so... Don't get easily offended Mm -hmm. and don't uh, say anything based on just emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, And also remember that the other person has an opinion too and their opinion matters. Even if if you know it's wrong biblically, they don't know that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this isn't between me and Jake, but between some, like a non-believer, I think it's important to not try to shove something down their throat, but then also get our truth across. Um, the hard part is when like our truth offends mm-hmm. someone else. That's yeah. what I'm still pondering on. Like, I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Like how to get through a conversation like that. But I think it also has to do a lot with um, where you stand with that person and how your relationship is with them and you can't just go up to a stranger and be like, this is what I believe. I feel like you have, to, in order to earn that right, you have to have built that relationship already and, you know, earn that trust, uh, if that makes sense. Like you have, uh, well, that's interesting you say that. And this just popped in my head. I'm sorry. But I remember Logan texted me one time and he was like, do you think people can be too passionate about Christianity? And I was in in my head. It was like a question that kind of like struck me. I was thinking in my head, okay, like what does this mean? And I, and I came to the conclusion that it that I think in a personal life, no. Like if you have a relationship mm-hmm. with God, and it's like you're passionate and you're doing that. Like that's great. But his example was there was these people at the beach. And they're on the corner mm, and they're telling everybody yeah. they're going to hell. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that if they don't do this, they're, they're all going to hell and they're all terrible people. And I was like, in that sense, like, I guess, yes. Like, dude, that's, it's just annoying. That's just not how Jesus would do it in the first that's place. That's not mm-hmm. passion. Right? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, yes. Talk about that. Well, that's just like stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. And it's like, I always want to, I don't. And I was going to do this one time, but I didn't. And I wish I, wish I would have. But, I want to ask him, like, how many have you got from here? Seriously. Like, how many? What's what's the count? Uh-huh. You got, like, six people that came to Christ today? Or, like, uh-huh. what? Because my, what it sounds like and what my guess is is that it's been doing more, that does more harm than good, you know? Mm-hmm. That, it becomes a picture of what, that that right there is what people think we are, you know? And it's yeah. just like, yeah. that is not how it was to be portrayed at all, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's passion. I just think it's, like... Honestly, I think it's like, hey, look at me is what I really think it is. Like I'm doing something good. Yeah. When in or reality. It's, it's, it comes off as like, I'm better than you. You need to be more like me. Mm. And I kind of just want to push those people off the pier. And that, that goes into the humility <laughs> thing that Raina was talking about. Yeah. You know? I think there are people probably that do it that originally do have a good heart for it. I don't think they go, oh, I can't wait to tell people they're going to hell today. Like, I don't think that's what they wake. That, that doesn't get them out of bed in the morning. I think maybe for some. <laughs> no, 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 maybe for some. I want to say that I do believe there are some people out there who do that thing. Um, it's just executed very poorly, and they don't know. I don't know if they know how to do it. I think that's probably how they kind of got brought into the quote-unquote Christianity game. Maybe that's kind of how they came in, and they're going off like 80%, maybe like 100% truth and zero love. And they think, if I just tell them the truth with no love behind it, they're going to eventually understand. And yeah, mm-hmm. those are, I mean, a lot of the things, depending on where you're, I haven't been to every single you know street corner hearing these people, but yeah, it's true. If you're living in a life of sin, you will die and you will go to hell and that's what it's going on. That's what's real. Um, but their delivering is, their deliverance is way wrong. They're like, they're not 
going full truth. They're not telling everything. They're only going a small sliver. But I don't know. I, I want to give those people a little bit of grace. And I also don't think that they quite know. They don't really know too much. I can't. It's hard to judge them. I think, let me ask you this. Would it be different if somebody was standing on the corner with a sign, same exact position, same place, but the sign said, you can be healed of your addiction. You can be healed of your depression. Right? Because I think sometimes what that does is, and of course, God is for eternity. Don't get me wrong. But God is also like so much more for now and for like the current problems of people's lives. And he's 100% human, 100% God. And it's like, you only portray the you're going to burn part. I'm not interested. Right. You portray that there's a hope and encouragement. Okay, I may, I have a 30% chance more, like more chance of listening to you. It's the you know approach. I mean? It's the approach. It's the approach and what you're offering. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's ultimately who Jesus was, right? Mm-hmm. I, I forget where I shared this, but um, if Jesus just did the whole, like, it's just, this is what it is, and this is how it's going to be, he would have came down and just destroyed the whole earth. You know what I mean? When he came, he's like, I'm done. Like, you guys are wrong. I'm not going to sacrifice for you because it's just like, this is the truth. You guys have sinned. You mm-hmm. guys are all terrible. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're done. But he didn't come that way. He came as somebody's brother, somebody's uh, son, you know what I mean? He humbled himself from the pedestal of heaven and he came down to live life alongside uh, humans on this earth and he came with grace and he came with truth and I think we've talked about that too already Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. as humans, it's impossible to get 100% truth and 100% grace, Mm -hmm. you know? we It's just not in us and we strive, we of course, it's what we're talking about today, striving for that, you know? Continuously day in and day out but... He came with both, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I like what you're saying. Right. Like, he's for the now. He's once like, hey, I want to heal you. I want to take care of you. I want to love you, you know, because right now. And also, you know, what? in the future, <laughs> you know, <laughs> plain and simple. But um, there's something I was going to say, and I completely forgot, dude. Got to uh, write it down. <laughs> uh, oh, so much. Because it's what you're talking about, humility and going into conversations. And we're talking about, we kind of strayed from it, but practical ways to actually navigate through those conversations <laughs> and humbling yourself. Yes, 100%. And I think even going further with that too is um, going into territories of like the unknown, you know? Um, we're all, I guess, very... I like having conversations with people who agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot easier. And, and But you become kind of jaded to what's going on around you, you know? And um, one practical step to get better at becoming a peacemaker is putting yourselves into those situations, maybe just to listen. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's just, hey, I don't know anything. I just need to listen. That's all I'm going to do right now. And I know it's uncomfortable for me. I think it's uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. And so just putting yourself into those positions and saying, hey, I'm here to listen and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and because if you want to become a peacemaker, if you're just around people who are like you all the time, why, when do you ever need to create peace? You know, and I think stepping out and venturing out into worlds that are not like yours is important because it helps you become a peacemaker. It helps you see different perspectives and it helps you gain more understanding. So that way you can start building the bridges that, that, that can help people come together, you know? Yeah. So and, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, that's all understanding I that it's not just going to take one conversation. Like mm-hmm. uh, be aware of like how you're living. People uh-huh. see the actions that you do and, that's how they can see like mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just I have to tell you mm-hmm. and shove it down your throat yeah. what I believe mm-hmm. and then you have to believe it. Mm-hmm. That's not that's literally normally not how it happens. Yeah. And ultimately just seeing people like how Christ sees them, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus came down to save everybody while we're still sinning. You know, it wasn't okay, they all got it right now. Now I'm going to save them. Yeah. It was for the people who were mocking him and beating him and who put him up on the cross as much as it was for the people who were mourning for him and were fighting for him, you know? And that's tough <laughs> when, yeah. pe- when you're just upset with people. It's, you don't want to see them how Jesus sees them, you know? Yeah, and if you ever have a hard time um, seeing people the way Jesus sees them, take a look at yourself and your own life and things you've done. Mm-hmm. And Jesus still sees you the way he sees you. Yeah. 
I feel like that's very humbling because uh-huh. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dude, when you could look at yourself and say, I know what I've done. Yeah. I know how I could be. I know how low I can go. So believe it or not, like when, when you can see that fully, when you look at other people and you see something that they've done or you might, mm-hmm. other people are like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. They're evil. They're this. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just as bad. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, you know? Exactly. And it helps me see, like, like you said, it really does. Taking a look in the mirror really helps you see people how Jesus does. Were you going to say something? Um, no, but now I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, you leaned into the mic just, and then leaned Just back. add something to that real quick. Can I, can I ask him to that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I think it's just going back to the same point, and it's just humility. Mm-hmm. And it's it, like you, I think you mentioned it in some of our notes of like, it always, it always, in my opinion, Christianity always starts with an inward look, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to love somebody else and you're going to, whatever it is you got going on, you have to look at yourself first. You have to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know, most of us know the parable or the story Jesus tells about, you know, you're trying to remove a speck from your friend's eye, but you have a log in your own. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, such a profound thing because you take that principle and just about every asset of your life, every, uh, sorry, aspect of your life. And it applies, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I want to be upset about this. <clears throat> okay. No way. Never mind. I can't be that upset about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, but it's a good, it's a freeing thing. Mm-hmm. It's a freeing thing. It's like, oh, I don't, this doesn't offend me right now because mm-hmm. I have, I've offended everybody else too. Uh-huh. We're all in the same boat, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a practical way in itself. And just that inward look, you know, and it lets you see people and listen to them and be like, oh, you know, what? I need to take a step back. Because it's not saying I'm right. You're wrong. It's saying uh-huh. eh, we're both wrong, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a freeing thing. Uh-huh. Even if this is just something I've learned in past experiences and like different relationships, um, even if you really think in that conversation or in that argument, you had no wrong and you were right. And it's the other person. Like, even if you really think that, try to find something like dissect yourself so hard. Like if you got angry in your voice for one second, tell that person or who, uh, whatever that you're sorry because mm-hmm. you got angry or yeah. you're sorry because you, you can just pick one thing that where you were wrong, even if you really don't think you were. Mm-hmm. That person, uh, like 90% of the time, is going to come back to you and say sorry for what they did. Mm-hmm. And it's because you opened that door first and you were humble and you apologize. And then their heart softens because they're like, you know what? Okay, like you said sorry. I can say sorry now too. It's, it's, it's take spiritual maturity i think especially what if you weren't wrong but if you care about that relationship family member spouse then that's just sometimes where you have to go mm-hmm. i read a book uh shocker uh, i read but i read <laughs> a book one time it's called <laughs> uh, it's called so you've been wronged and it was a really good book at this time at this point in my life i was kind of i was really angry about a lot of stuff um and it kind of talks about that so at one point, I had gone through something or experienced something where I felt 100% completely justified. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I did nothing wrong. I am innocent and pure and blameless in the eyes of God and man. Like, <laughs> I, I was, it was, yeah, I was like, no, I did nothing wrong here. I yeah. didn't. And I was sitting there and I was like, no, like, I, I don't care if, what anyone else says stay. I don't believe it. Um, and it took a while reading through the book. And one thing it did say is uh, you have to be able to see where you were wrong. And I had to take a hard look at myself and look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I, I did mess up on this or I wasn't the best at this. And I was just, I was fooling myself for so long. I was playing mm-hmm. this victim where I was like, everything, it, it happened to me. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't deserve this, but it did. But I, I completely agree. You have to take that inward look and realize that, hey, you're not perfect. And especially when it comes to like these kind of conversations with other people. Um, especially we're trying to make peace, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to say, hey, you know what? I didn't approach this the right way or maybe I should have said this in a different tone of voice. Just those small things or maybe your facial Mm -hmm. reactions. If you're over here making, you know, ugly faces while they're talking (laughs) to you, um, you need to be able to kind of check yourself and be like, I I can't do that because like it or not, it's going to rub people the wrong way. Even if you didn't mean to, even if it was subconscious, you have to be able to take that, um, that long look in the mirror and realize that, 
we're all kind of messed up in our own special way and we have to nice. figure a way to <laughs> we got to work through it together uh-huh. no i agree in humility or that it begins with that inward look which leads to right. humility and then humility leads to like that bridge building you know mm-hmm. and that's ultimately i think what um needs to happen especially during this time there's so many opinions and thoughts and uh realizing that hey i don't need to be right yeah. you know what's more important because i know just in my own life in family relationships in friendships i really had to ask myself do i really need to be right more than i need this relationship you know mm-hmm. is the need to be right more important than the relationship priorities and that's like a big hit i remember when god put that yeah. on my heart i was just like man how selfish have I been? Like, how arrogant have I been? It's, I want to be right. I want you to apologize. I want you to say sorry. I want, I need you to say this Yeah. more than I just need you. And it was like, when I realized that I thought about certain people that way, it was really, it was really humbling and it was really um, thought provoking and really made me think, man, how much of a fool I've been, you know? Yeah. So. I think those are all practical ways, though, right? Striving for peace. Um, uh, this is like kind of something we already talked about. Uh, but how much of the conversation, I guess, has to be listening? How much of moving forward has to be listening? And uh, when, because I think practical questions, honestly, right now is like, when do I interject and when? And I know we talked about that a little bit, but uh, kind of just Raina already hit the nail on the head with that. It's like, you got to listen 100% inward look, do all those things and let humility lead the way but is there anything else that you want to say i would just say like yeah to reiterate what reina kind of said but um you just have to figure out how much does that opinion or what you have to say how much does it really matter like you said the priorities in that relationship Mm -hmm. is it is it worth you have to be right you have to tell that person what's going on because some of the stuff that we're arguing about or we're trying to be correct about or share with other people, um, it's really not that important. So you, I think mm-hmm. you just have to take that look and figure out way how much that is important to you. Are there things that are important that yes. should be firm on? Depend on the situation. But yes, mm-hmm. I would say when it comes to real truth, but like this. Whose truth? The truth, God's, of, uh, God's truth, truth ah, obviously. Okay. Like a biblical truth. Yeah. Okay, I would okay, say yeah. the things that you don't need to argue tooth and nail about are politics. That's not something we need to argue True. tooth and nail. We could do it amongst friends. Like, I could do that with you all day. That's just fun. Because <laughs> it's... I do it's like a, a good win. It's <laughs> well, not happening. <laughs> it's a good time, but I know that we're friends, and I also know that we agree, so it's okay. <laughs> you but, guys are trash. <laughs> but I, uh, when it comes to Jesus, yeah, I think you could listen to somebody else's side what they have to say. Speak truth, 100% truth, 100% love. But at some point... If if it's a complete non-Christian, I don't think they're going to completely, they're not going to be like, well, Jay Wicker's right. You told me that I should stop living with my girlfriend because I'm living in sin and I'm going to turn from my ways. We're still in the context of like relationship, right? Sure. Yeah. Because I think that applies in relationship. And like the, I think the great point was determining, you know, what's more important, this opinion or this relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, is true. But I was just like thinking right now, and can I throw a curveball for a second? Of course. I'll catch no. It. Why no? I feel like I already know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? And I feel like you're going to... Let's gonna see. S- a marriage test. What am I going to say? Like, you're going to say, like, when it comes to, like, biblical truth, arguing and defending that. Defending that. Well, I was going to quote Jesus. Okay. Might I, I quote guess. Jesus here? It's not allowed but here, this sir. But is, this is a podcast. <laughs> Raina, I don't care. <laughs> we don't do that here. Okay, then I'm just won't. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. Speak your truth. <laughs> the truth. Well, I was just, and I want your opinions on this. I'm not, I don't have an agenda with reading this. I want your opinions. Um, Our opinion on Jesus's word. Well, just on uh, maybe like the interpretation of what that looks like today. Um, let's see. I want to start at Matthew. I'm in Matthew 10, starting at verse 34. And he says, don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. 
Um, if you love your father or mother more than you love me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of being mine. I think the reason why I even said this was because I'm looking and I'm bringing this outside of the context of relationship. I'm, now I'm talking uh, just the relevant world we live in today, right? And the hard part I find is when it comes to being a peacemaker in times like this is that I make peace with you and as soon as I do that I cause strife with him you know what I mean where it's like as soon as I say yeah I agree with what you say I'm now her enemy Mm -hmm. and so then you go okay so well what do I do I choose to be agree with you do I I choose to agree with them because I want peace all around here it's not going to happen what do I do and I think what Jesus is saying is like you need to cling to truth right and you need to know the truth Right. And there's in my this is just and this is maybe because I have a hard time with I don't have a hard time with grace, but I just like I don't know, I just really believe the truth and I have to work on being better at loving. But I just see this and I think that Jesus was very clear about where your allegiance should lie and it should always lie in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier though, and going off your approach. So like we all have the same truth as Christians, right? It's the Bible, but how we would tell someone who's also a Christian, like our truth, like you shouldn't be doing this and you know that, right? Right. The truth. Um, Our approach will be different when Mm -hmm. we are talking to a non-believer because they just don't understand. So we can't just scream at them. You're going to go to hell. No, never, never in anger. I know. Okay. We can't just tell them you're going to go to hell. You <laughs> have to have. <laughs> but, you, dude, what's the most loving thing you could do? But there, there's different ways to say it and oh, yeah, have you're right. a conversation it's the approach, time about and place. it. Right. And it's, that's, what, that's what I said. It's okay, the approach. I'm going to wait to tell you that there's a heaven and a hell. No. No, no, no. You could tell people there's a heaven and a hell. I think that's just common knowledge, though, at this point. That there's a heaven and hell? Yeah. Dude, people think that's fairy tale. But like people know that that's what Christians believe, you know? And obviously them thinking it's a fairy tale knows that they acknowledge the existence, they understand it, yet they deny it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think most non-Christians will automatically assume if we're getting in a talk of religion that you're a Christian, you're living the right way, quote unquote, um, and they're going to go to hell because they're not living the same way as you. A lot of people are turned off Christianity because like, oh, this Christian's is going to tell me that I'm doing this wrong and that wrong and I'm living in a life of sin. But yeah, no, cling to the truth. Don't falter on what that is. Stay tight to what the Bible says. However, time and place and delivering it. it you got to be able to do it in a way that it just it rolls off the tongue. Hey, 100% truth, but 100% love. If you are going 100% truth, 50% love, you're messing up. And that's just what it is. I think we all kind of mess up depending on how we do it. Some of us are a little bit more love. Or, oh, you know, it's all good, man. I'm not really worried about it. But then other of us are like, no, no, that's not what you do. But And it's okay. And see, that's like kind of where I come from. Because in my head, like genuinely what I think is like, I love you enough to tell you you need to stop doing this. And I'm going to be But how are you going to say it? Well, to him, I'm going to say exactly like that. Like, because... You need to cut that out. Because we have a relationship, right? right. That's why I'm able to do that. But I, in my head, where other people, like in your head, it's like, <laughs> in your head, it's more like, okay, I'm going to just do this very gently. And that's what you see to be loving. Do you think we all just see like loving differently? No, because you, I don't know if you realize when you said it right now that you're going to yeah. tell him straight up, but you said it's because you have relationship. That's what I was saying. I Because I, yeah. I directed it at him. Yeah. But there's a lot of things where I'm like, you know, that's right. And that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But are you talking to the Christian or the non-Christian? Yeah. In this scenario, I'm talking to the Christian. Then I, that's I, different. Oh, then, to yeah. Call, we're yeah. supposed to call each other out. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking to the non-Christian. Yeah. It's call each other then out, but then also... Then I agree. <laughs> yeah. But then, like I said, it's still... People are different. Some people receive things a little bit differently. Some You may want straight up, like, hey, Jake, I, want, I love you. You're my friend, but I got to tell you, you're doing this wrong. You're living in sin. Same. I love you. Other people, I'm not going to word it that way. I'm not going to... Maybe some people, you're a little bit a little harder on, a little harsher. Um, because they need that firm yeah. sort of, you know, hey, stop. And then other people are like, hey, dude, like, I love you. 
but you got a little little bit soft. Like so, me, I'm a soft boy. I need you know, I need a lot of love. I need a lot of truth, but I need a lot of love padding around there because I'm soft. The reason why I even posed that whole thing was to bring us like because we were like really heavy on like the grace side, and I wanted just to have the conversation on like, well, how do you implement the truth side? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a no, yeah. You know, I just Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people have the same question of like, how do I how do I talk to a friend who calls themselves a Christian mm-hmm. that is, you know, living maybe the way they shouldn't be? Mm-hmm. Not like I'm legalistic, but there's, you love people enough to tell them like, hey, you need to change. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. with that specific thing, um, those verses, um, Jesus's message was like the Sermon on the Mount. It's a message of peace, but that message of peace will divide people. That message of peace will um, drive division between people because people don't want to hear that even mm-hmm. if it is peace you know and i think um that's what he's saying to right yeah to rightly follow um after jesus and who he is and i think he was really just stressing like the overall commitment the overall him. commitment yeah. exactly right it's like you need as you know as christians we put him above Everything. all you know mm-hmm. but like it is it. interesting i like it yeah i mean i get what you're saying like it's just so different if you're talking about to to a Christian who also claims yeah. to believe, and if you're talking to someone who you would like to introduce them to Christ, you know the approach is going to be different. Or even those like those baby Christians, like they're still trying to figure it out. I think still, yeah, you tell them the truth straight up, but like like we've shared the story. I'm not going to go into details, but we had a friend and we kind of we're talking about some of the Bible study, and we're like, yeah, no, you you can't do this, and he's like. Wait, what? We're not supposed to? We're like, yeah, no, you're not. He's like, oh, I, I just I didn't know. This. Yeah, he's like, I just really genuinely didn't know. And he wasn't coming out of a place of like being like, oh, I can't believe they told me I can't do it. He's like, no, I just didn't know I was not allowed to do that. He's still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But we also came from a place I felt like it was very light. It was a lot of love, but straight up truth at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like you're talking about the truth and the grace. Ultimately, it's just like a case by case type of thing, right? It's true. Because something that I thought of in my head is there's a lot of people who it's like 1999 Hillsong, like that's when they came to know Jesus. Yeah. So that's what hits the hardest for them. You know what I mean? The same thing for like love and grace and truth because people who uh, are all about that, like the thing that hits them the most is how God created them, right? It's like they're full of, they're just like all, all about grace, just super merciful. And then so when they get that, that's what resonates the hardest with them. I know for me, uh, Daniel Martinez, he he's Mr. Like Grace, right? Mr. Mercy, Mr. Like, it's all good, bro. Like, we're going to move forward from this, you know? And, but that's what resonated with me the most. And that's what really caused the most life change uh, in my life, you know, uh, that kind of attitude where if somebody would have just came and tried to beat me over the head with something and like, do this, not this, I would have been like, <laughs> Yeah, but some people are the other way. Like me, Mm. if someone, if I'm reading the Bible and it's like a harsh verse and it's like, do you want to go to hell? Do you not love me enough? And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. And then I'm on fire. (laughs) But if it's like, oh, like it's okay. If Uh it's kind of like that, I'm like, oh, then I'm all good and I'm not going to worry about it. Uh You know what I mean? So I feel like we're all just different. And so it is like a case by case thing on what's mm. what's going to get you but we we have the same goal mm. we want them to hear his truth mm-hmm. so i think what well, i don't remember where i heard it but they're saying like in regards to like evangelism and in, and bringing people to god said there's a side that is looking for a direction that is saying hey please tell me what to do <laughs> and how to do it and there's another side that's looking for a blessed hope Mm. And that is saying, hey, please tell me that I don't have to stay here. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And so you have one side who's like, give me clear direction and I'll follow. Mm. There's another side saying, just let, just remind me that I don't need to be here. Mm. And he said, typically people are going to fall into one of those two things of like, mm. I need direction or I just need hope. And it's mm. kind of one of those things of how you want to approach people is like, is someone genuinely looking for, and again, I'm talking about evangelism, not so much like the peacekeeping, which we should probably get back on topic. But it was an interesting thought and I kind of, well, think, I think the peace right now is what ultimately will lead to that, like spreading who Jesus is, you know, because something that I forget a lot is we're in a pandemic, right? I forgot. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot that that was happening. And then there's all this tension in the air. Um, 
going on. And so basically, we're like at a, a turning point right now, right? For who, who, I don't know what God's trying to do, but he's definitely doing something, you know? And so I think ultimately just navigating through peace and trying to bridge people and bring people together is what will ultimately help lead people to Jesus in this time. Three months ago, providing comfort and safety and things for people in that way, a hope, you know, was a way to bring people to Jesus. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, because ultimately it's like go forth to all the nations, preach the gospel, you know, you want to share who Jesus is. So in everything that's happening, that's why I'm so um, focused in on this, because as much as people may not want to admit it, they want peace. They want to feel like, man, I feel peaceful. I feel good about what's happening right now. They, it's terrible living in tension at all the time, 100%. So I think if we're able to bring who Jesus is to them right now, then that's when we'll get the biggest points across. You know what I mean? I just got upset because when you said that, when you were like, uh, um, when you said that, but when they say to go into the nations and, you know, preach the gospel, mm-hmm. then I started thinking about the, the beach pier guys. And like the gospel is the good news and they're only preaching bad. They're not preaching the gospel. That's bad mm-hmm. news. Mm-hmm. If you're going to preach, you got to preach the good news, the mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. I got upset at those guys. I'm going to have to go down there. Come on. Let's, Find me at Huntington Beach. Let's bring our own signs that just says, these guys are wrong with arrows pointing <laughs> I'm not opposed. I Jared's going to write a little one that, well, not fully wrong, but. <laughs> hey, there's truth. <laughs> there's truth. They're just, no, I know, I know. It's all of us versus Jared right now. Haha. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's okay. I just thought it was interesting. I've been persecuted worse. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. No, that's ah. an interesting point. I don't know. They're kind of, that was good, dude. They're only preaching the bad news. I do want to add, though, I do think that, like, it it does say in the Bible that you'll be hated as a Christian. And I think we all feel that, and it's already kind of known. So, but that, yeah, so that is going to happen, and it kind of should be happening, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know where the peace is there, but I do know that that's a biblical truth as well. Mm-hmm. I think we're we're called to bring the peace as much as we can in this time, Jesus being that peace. But yeah, no, they're not. They hated Jesus because he's not the everyone truth. is going to receive it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what's a truth that I think a lot of people, Christians specifically, right now need to hear is um, God or Jesus said that right. He said, you're going to be persecuted. He told his disciples, like, you're going to be beaten. You're going to be arrested. You're going to basically, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fear not, because I'm with you, you know? Right. And we as Christians walk around like, people need to respect us, and they need to think this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, Jesus laid it out to his disciples, you know? When they probably heard that, and they're like, hold on. Let's take a step back here. This is like legit saying, hey, you're going to be like a sheep amongst wolves. Yeah. And they're seeing that they're like, uh, can I like take back this commitment to following you? You know, and, and right now in our time, we get so hurt when people call Christians homophobic or um, we hate women or anything like that. But it's dude, it's been written since the Bible, you know, like the Bible, it was written. It's like, yeah, you're right. People are going to hate us for what we believe. And we need to take that and like kind of flip the script on that. Mm-hmm. Like we put so much weight into, man, these people say this about us. This they they can't be saying this. They need to do this. It's and I get there's people who are like don't like when people disrespect God. You know, yeah. I know because my like I have family. I have my brothers like this. Like uh, he's like, man, I, it bothers me when people disrespect God. Like you know, but when people disrespect us, Jesus said it's gonna happen. You know, Jesus said it's like we're gonna be afflicted for these beliefs, and I think people need to understand that and stop pretending like this is something new. Yes. And I thought, first thing I thought about was David and Goliath. The reason why David got mad and upset was because this guy was mocking God, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he died. So it's like... <laughs> we all know. know the end. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is we know Jesus how this wins. works. Yeah. I just think, and I, I was reading this and I started thinking about like, like pastors now in America and how weak the church has become and how feeble it's become because maybe, I don't know if they're just trying to be woke or whatever but they want to go away from truth and why i say that is because paul said this in galatians in uh chapter one verse eight says and i, I guess i can read the whole thing but i won't 
Chapter, uh, verse 8 says, Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us or even an angel from heaven, who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. And what he's doing, actually, is speaking against legalism. But as I say again, uh, we've said before, if anyone preaches any good news, any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servants. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And so I think what we get mixed up is that if we please people, we're pleasing God. Because why? We're going to get praise for that. We're mm-hmm. going to we're going to look good. We're going to look mighty. These and and the thing is, is like these are good people too. When good people like you, typically that means you're a good person, right? Whatever that even means. Right. But that's not the truth. And the truth is that, and unfortunately, the truth is very offensive in today. Why? Because we live in a seemingly godless society. So when you bring a truth of God into a godless society, well, that's contradictory. You can't expect that much peace in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. that. I don't have answers to it. I just know that it's a problem and it's something that is to be expected and don't veer away. Um, and I've had this problem with church for a long time, but don't veer away because you need to keep, you know, butts in the seats. Yeah. yeah. Having in that area, you have the peace within you that comes from God that that person's just not going to believe what you believe and they might hate you and you have to have peace within yourself through God that that's okay. I mean, you still want everyone to come to Jesus and you want them to know, but you have to be okay with that, with not with people not agreeing with you and not liking you because you're a Christian and because of the biblical truths that we stand upon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I have a uh, not a real tough time with. I used to have an even more rough time with that. But yeah, that's something where I always, because I've said this before, I'm like a peacemaker. It's like who I am. So mm-hmm. um, stepping out into those, uh, like we talked about earlier, stepping out into those waters is very like unknown to me. It's not very charted, you know, because... It doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. I'm more like, hey, I'm just not going to fight for the things that I don't agree with you on, but it's like, I'm going to find something to fight for you for, you know, yeah. more than like, here's what it is, mm-hmm. you know? So that's something that I do have a, a hard time doing in my own personal life, truthfully. Mm-hmm. But I think something to remember is that you can, you can still have that hope that like God will deliver them. Be like, even if we can't through flesh, like spiritually he can, because I've seen it in my own family mm-hmm. to where it's like this person hated Christians, everything we stood upon. And now they go to church every Sunday and they believe in Jesus <laughs> and just continuing to pray for them and having a hope that, yeah, my flesh and like you knowing what I believe and you hating it because you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. That's there. But God is so much more powerful yeah, and that's a great point that you just reminded me of. Uh, I mean, we just read Galatians, which was written by Paul. No one preached the gospel to Paul. God revealed himself directly to Paul on the road to Damascus, right? Who's to say that God's not going to reveal himself to people? And I, I like to think that a lot of us have had conversations that just came up randomly where someone's like, hey, what do you uh, you know about this, about the Bible? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so God's mm-hmm. God's talking, God's speaking to you, you know? But like you're saying, it was a great point of like, as people, we're not going to, not everybody's just going to be like, yeah, I, we're all on the same page. <laughs> Let's hold hands. <laughs> no. Jesus uh, confirmed that that wouldn't be true, and so did Paul, so uh-huh. stop trying. <laughs> you could Sorry. try a little bit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Jared, is there anything you want to add to that? I think they said it best nice (laughs) nice 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 and we'll we'll close uh with this point uh like there's still a whole conversation but this will be like the last thing that we talk about uh and it's the idea of realizing that people need god more than they need me um it's plain and simple when you say it right but what does that mean like what does that look like in a practical way and what does that look like in our day-to-day lives and how do we live a life that reflects that? <laughs> it's interesting, huh? That's a doozy right there. <laughs> Go for I it. I guess I'll take a stab at it. Go for it. We know you got something to say. Let's hear it. No, I got something to say, but I just want to hear Oh, it. go ahead. Go, go. Because no, I might you... feed off of you. No, go. 
Well, I I was gonna say is, and I think it's in Revelation where he where, I believe is it John that wrote Revelation? I think it was John. John, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. But he basically says like they're gonna know like I've seen your works. I know you by your works. And I think it's the original question you just said was people need God more than they need me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's gonna be in our service to Christ where is actually because of God. I'm serving you. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and you're kind of a, you're just happen to be in the way of me serving God, mm. which is like, you're like a blessing. You're being blessed because of that. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I, that's just like kind of off the top of my head, but I think the only way to really reflect is by reflecting it, by mm. doing it and by living the truth and living the gospel. And honestly, even like, again, like standing up in the hard times where it's hard to stand up, like there's a lot of respect and mm. people become interested in that. And mm. They're like, hey, man, this guy's got something and mm-hmm. I want in. Yeah, it's just a simple thing of like in relationships, this is like the thought that I had towards it. And you're, even marriage and with Destiny I and she's my fiance, for those who don't know. Hey, um, <laughs> we've been engaged for like ever because of COVID. So that's dope. Um, <laughs> it's lame. Uh, but I don't convince Destiny that I love her just with my words, you know? I have to show her that I love her. I have to do little things. I have to pursue her in ways like that. And just the same in your guys' marriage, I'm sure you don't just wake up every day and just say like, hey, I love you. And like, well, we're all good. Everything's good here. You know, you have to put in the work and you have to put in the action. And it goes perfectly with what you said, Jake, and just your commitment to Christ, right? But your commitment to Christ reflecting that is serving other people, is is going out into the world and meeting their needs. And that ultimately refre- reflects Christ and it ultimately reflects uh, the Heavenly Father who sent him, you know? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jake. You kept moving around like yeah. you want to say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. oh my gosh, where did it go? Uh, John four, uh, 1 John 14, 16 says, We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So what does that mean? That means if people need God more than they need me, they need love because God is love, right? Mm -hmm. So people need love from me more than they need me, right? They need just Mm -hmm. the love of God because that's who God is. God is love. And Mm -hmm. so if I want to give people God, I have to give people Say it with me. Love. love. Beautiful. L-O-V-E. You guys are doing great. Love. It's L-U-V, but yeah, same love type that of deal. for you. Wow. That's all I had to say. No, I think that paints so perfect. And uh, you brought that verse up to John 1333. Frick. The, by this, people know you're my disciples by the way you love one yes. another. And that's, it's truthfully, like like you said, bringing love to the table. Um. Because I think that's bringing God to the table, like you said. And um, we tend to get in the way of that, you know, with our preconceived notions and even just in our upbringing, you know, uh, how our worldviews are not the same, you know. And unfortunately, we bring our worldviews into uh, Christianity, into who Jesus is, and then we start looking through the lens of our worldview on who Jesus is when we should flip that script and see who Jesus is and then look at the rest of the world like that, you know? Yeah. Renewing your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Continuously every day have to continuously renew your mind day in and day out, day in and day out, not thinking of yourself more highly than others Yeah, and not letting yourself get in the way (laughs) Mm -hmm. of what God's trying to do. Like, uh, I just say this all the time, but it's like even people who have been Christians for forever now, it's important that they do that every day because even though it's like we know to do that, we're still training ourselves because we're humans and that's somehow still foreign to us. Mm -hmm. So even if you're a mature Christian, I think you can sometimes think, yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. But I think it's still important every day to wake up Asking God to renew your mind because mm-hmm. um, it's a new day. Mm-hmm. I know. I wake up, sometimes I wake up feeling great. Sometimes I wake up and I want to slap everybody. 
So I think that's why it's important to <laughs> that one a lot. You know, so it's it's important to start the day off with renewing your mind. And then that verse earlier was John thirteen thirty four and thirty five, not thirty three. I just want to correct that. Was there anything else, Jerry? Uh, I would say that's that's the one thing I would I I have worked on, where I have been praying a lot about that is just to love more, um, intentionally love more, and not just say it. So that's the one thing. After um, we had talked about that, we it was an older video we posted for Ab Church about God being love and the essence of God is love. Um, but ever since I did that, I, that's the one thing that's been burdened on my heart was people get so turned off to Christianity because they they think it's a lot of hate, it's a lot of um, discrimination and bigotry and like all those things you said earlier, but that what we should be doing the most and what we sh- as Christians should be the best at is love. Our God is love and yet we suck at portraying love to other people. Like that's the one thing that really Christianity is not good at. Um, and I would say it's the modern church. Um, we d- we're not really good at loving people. We're good at loving people if they look like us, if they talk like us, if they fit into our molds. Um, but when people kind of come in and they don't, you know, do the things that we do or talk how we talk, we're not really good at loving people. So that's like my mission. That's the one thing I was like, I need to do is love other people. I need the, I need people who of every race and creed and color. I need, you know, every sexual orientation know that, Hey, I don't agree with what you're doing. This is the truth, but I love you. I do love you a hundred percent and I will continue to love you. Even if you don't want to think the same as me or if you deny the truth, but I'm going to do those two things. Mm-hmm. I think one uh, this perfect way is just in my own life. I thought God was somebody who was literally out to get you, like couldn't wait till you sinned, couldn't wait till you just messed up and you had to walk on eggshells. And if you messed up, you got to bury it and hide it uh, away forever. You know what I mean? Because my pops, uh, more my pops, my mom was the more like, oh, what's cracking? But my pops like instilled this unhealthy fear of God in me, honestly. And I've talked to him about this. So it's, um, we're totally cool on that end but um it was like unhealthy and to little things where it's like oh my gosh if somebody was smoking a cigarette they're going like they're done so god (laughs) hates them you know what i mean stuff like that and he never specifically said things straight up to me but what how he portrayed god was if you do anything that's not perfect you are done. You know what I mean? That's what God is. If you're not perfect, he doesn't love you, doesn't care about you. You need to get out of here, you know? And ultimately, I think uh, people all over the world are kind of like me when I was younger. You know, they don't know who Jesus is and they're coming to know Jesus through how somebody is portraying him, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they use that minor, minute time in life or person, maybe it's one conversation, but then that becomes the blanket of who Jesus is. And that's why it's so important that as Christians, like you said, love, like above all else. And like you said, above all else, love. Because you're me, if I get in the way, if my who I am gets in the way of who Jesus actually is, that will be stained on the image of Christ forever for whoever that person is. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're going to have to answer for that mm-hmm. when you stand in oh, front of Jesus, shoot. by the way. Or yeah. Is that truth? It's, that's the thing. That's the thing mm-hmm. is you have to answer for the way you portrayed God. It's funny because I hear I hear like uh, like I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about nice. it, he was like dope. He was like uh, he's like I got to be careful what I say. I don't want these sound bites to go out. You know how the media portrays certain things. And he was like so upset that the media was portraying him like badly. And I was like. I'd hate to be in front of Jesus and he'd be upset at me because I was portraying him badly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just being I don't like, want this Jesus. is who you thought I was, huh? This I don't want Jesus to bring up some of my sound bites. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that, yeah. Sorry, God. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, we are accountable. And it's going yeah. back to being the peacemakers, is being responsible of how you conduct yourself and being walking in humility, walking in love, you know? Mm-hmm. That's going to be your best attempt at peace, mm-hmm. you know? Amen. And hopefully it works. Mm-hmm. Closing thoughts. We love you guys. Uh, this has been the Still Loading Podcast. We're grateful for each and every one of you. Remember to be out there, be the peacemakers. Represent Jesus how he should be represented.
Like, can we just agree on that? Can we like, or hey. else? I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just talked about or how face it's judgment. Like... <laughs> you guys are laughing. I'm not laughing. Oh, <laughs> uh, you laughed. Um, but represent Christ in in who He actually is, and the best way to do that is to turn to the Bible, yes. turn to what it says about Him, uh, and then two, get in community with people who are reading the Bible as well, uh, because there are going to be things. We don't see eye to eye on, but it's important that we talk about those. So it's like, hey, what is this really saying? You know, and ultimately it makes us more united. So that way we could be on a united front when we go out to face the world. Uh, So remember, we love you. Be peacemakers. Mm. Speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. Represent Christ how he should be represented. Yeah. Bye. Sound good? So we, uh, (laughs) Jake, you want to say bye? See you guys. Oh, my, oh, we're all saying bye. Sorry. Bye. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> oh, well, he's not wrong. And follow us on Instagram and all forms of social media. But yeah, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. This has been Still Loading, Jake, Raina, Jared, and my name is Dylan. We'll see you next time.